Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard. Hi everyone, welcome to Inside Supercars. Shane Van Gisbergen from the Red Bull Holden Racing Team here. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. Well, yet again, a weekend of no track action, but uh, plenty of things happening on the computer, Craig. It's uh, been some interesting. I understand that you may have seen some of the IndyCar racing um, that uh, ended up with Scotty McLaughlin making his debut and uh, making a, a top four result. Yep. Pretty good work from the young man. He was top four indeed and worked out uh, after an incident in the early going. He was able to uh, pick up fourth position. Will Power from Australia finished in third while Say Karam couldn't be caught in the final stages of the race with the Rosenquist in second and I mentioned power thirds. So here's how Scott McLaughlin summed up his morning speaking to his followers on social media. End of the race, uh, I finished uh, P4, so it wasn't too bad. Bit of an incident at the start with um, Oliver Askew, but we had a, a good battle at the end. It was um, just one of those racing incidents and then we were able to battle for fourth at the end. So it was good fun and um, really cool to be a part of. So. Um, yeah, hope you enjoy the video of the world and, and you can sort of just enjoy that and forget about the rest of the stuff. And um, we'll be back in the real thing soon. Um, you know, I've got my supercar e-series coming up now, so it's um, all happening and, and um, really busy, but it's good, good kind of busy. So thanks for tuning in. See you around. They will move on now to Barber Motorsport Park for the next uh, instalment of the IndyCar e-series, April 5. That's 7 o'clock Eastern Daylight Saving Times on April 5 for the next of the IndyCar iRacing Challenge. So good to see that there was that some one, racing. That one, of course, that one, of course, was at Watkins Glen, which uh, is a pretty famous track. And uh, Marcus Ambrose had good success there. Going back in time, Bruce McLaren, Jack Brabham, um, and, uh, yeah, plenty of people have uh, made their name at that, that particular track. So uh, we've had IndyCar have its first run. Um, now uh, NASCAR has been uh, heavily invested in uh, e-racing, um, and uh, they uh, run their first or second event just recently. Well, the second event is scheduled for this weekend at Texas. Their first event, uh, it was shown and had 1 million view, over 1 million viewers which is the which is a record for an esport event coverage so nascar has obviously been able to uh, muster many many of their fans to uh, come across to the e series and uh, of course the australian series is kicking off on the well kicking off in april and expected to run for 10 weeks starting April the 8th, which if it does run that 10-week period, it'll be finishing up right when we expect to see all real cars back on the track in June. It's going to be interesting to uh, see how everything manoeuvres into position for the... Um, for the real racing to recommence. But obviously with the Prime Minister coming out Sunday night saying that the rate is is starting to level off. Hopefully people can continue to self-isolate and keep their social distance 
and we will have uh, this thing under control and then we can get back to sports, not only supercars but footballs and, and some normality of life. One of the things about the supercar series though is that there isn't too many tracks that have been digitalised on the iRacing platform and I think uh, the only two tracks are Bathurst and maybe Oran Park. So we're going to see supercars running... Oh, and Phillip Island, yes, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Phillip Island round one will be uh, Phillip Island and Monza. So it'll be fascinating to see how the real-world drivers adapt to the e-world. And I think this is a, a great time for you to speak about a young man who you met over the uh, New Year period who has gone the other way. He went from eSports to real-world racing and is now a, a Red Bull driver, a Red Bull Academy driver. Indeed, Igor Frager is certainly uh, uh, one who has learnt well. His father signed him up. Uh, interesting uh, case, a Brazilian father, Japanese mother, lived in Japan at the time, and he started when he was three years old playing uh, uh, Gran Turismo and uh, has gone uh, to the point of winning New Zealand Grand Prix and the... TRS uh, this year, a uh, delightful young man. Is uh, I think there's pretty no sure that he's going to get uh, all the way to uh, Formula One. Um, obviously, this year he'll be starting off with that program in Formula Three and going up against uh, his uh, closest rival this year was Liam Lawson, who's also a Red Bull driver and has been for a couple of years. And he, of course, has to... Uh, really make some strides on. Um, the whole e-racing thing is uh, certainly going to fill the fans and uh, give them their, their need for speed, um, albeit on tracks. Um, interestingly, they've signed up uh, all the Supercar 24 drivers to be competing this year. Um, the only one I know that really has experience at Monza uh, in the real world is, of course, Shane Van Gisbergen, who some years ago, Myself and uh, Jeff Slater, we went over there at the same time that Shane was driving in the GT, the Blanc Plain Series at uh, Monza, and uh, didn't have a great weekend, but he certainly knows the track and been there a couple of times. So it'll be fascinating to see because Shane and uh, there are two or three of them, I think, that have uh, made a name for themselves in the e-world of uh, electronic racing. Um I can't think of uh, the other ones that uh, spring to mind. Can you think of those guys who are well-versed? I know you said to me in the past, Dave Reynolds isn't a fan of e-racing. Yeah, that's correct. Obviously, Scotty McLaughlin's come out pretty quick out of the blocks and uh, showing good form. You're right, Tony. Dave Reynolds does not rate himself as a simulator driver, as you will hear when he spoke to Jessica Yates and the boys on Fox League mornings on Foxtel last Sunday. Um, I, I don't know a lot about it at the minute. I don't know a lot about that world, but for me, it's like I'm, I'm going to be hopeless at it. Like, I'm just going to put it out. I'm going to be hopeless. There's no chance of me winning, but I'm going to have a good laugh doing it because, you know, um, you can crash into people no, and there's no reason. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't cost any money. No one gets upset. <laughs> Press so, reset and go again. So you're saying, Davey, that this will sort of be like a national square up day? Or the first uh, round yeah, of the X-Series? Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um well, like you can you can crash into people and there's no you don't get fine you don't get black flag I think you do get black flag I don't know it's virtually all a bit weird. you do but not but virtually life. yeah we're, we're going to talk about rivalries a little bit later um, and and some feuds in in rugby league who, who do you wipe out first Dave 
Uh, <laughs> probably McLaughlin. You know, he, he's got a for it. Uh, is he it. your fiercest rival? Who's who's your fiercest rival? Oh, yeah, yeah everyone. Yeah. Is Shane Kiston made up or is he still dead to you? Uh, Shane's been all right lately. He's sort of, um, yeah, he's been good lately. He's uh, matured a bit and he's become a bit of a man. It's been good. But, <laughs> but was your like, boy? <laughs> I'm my biggest rival, so I can't crash into myself. That's what I say. Oh, very good. So what is your sim situation? Have you got it all set up? Have you been practising? Well, they come and set it up to uh, yesterday for me. It's just in the corner over there. Too, can you show us what it looks like? Yeah, I'll, try and, I'll try and show you. Um, they gave us, they gave me this um, this thing, and I was driving around. Can you see, sort of see it? It's a bit dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. That's unreal. Yeah, nice. You see my predator? <laughs> That'll make you go quicker. <laughs> you, I got, did a re- got an you did a rear view mirror. So you did... <laughs> um, already, already been just like um, supercar set up this like practice session and. Um, I got disqualified from it already, and I wasn't allowed to rejoin. <laughs> I, I, I crashed the car, then I started driving backwards on the track, and then they disqualified me, so I couldn't log back in. So I'll have to try again today. You can always so count like David for laps. that driving. Oh, oh yeah, trust me. I'm going to have a good time doing it. Our thanks to Fox League Mornings on Foxtel for the use of that audio. We'll certainly get a feel early on who knows how to uh, do do show their wares on the simulator because uh, they're going to get a, a big crack at it. Uh, more racing in a shorter period of time than we see in the real world. Now, talking about what's going on in the real world, Erebus, they have uh, started developing and manufacturing some medical equipment. Now, they've been working with Dr. Carl Lee, who is the Supercars medical delegate. He's Here's how Mirko explained what the team is doing. Uh, hi guys, uh, it's Mirko here. I'm uh, one of the engineers uh, at Airbus Motorsport. Uh, as we all know, the world has changed in the last uh, few weeks and uh, we haven't been able to go racing. Uh, a few days ago, I was watching the news and I came across some interesting uh, project on the Italian TV. Uh, so few guys over there use the mask uh, like this, which is a normal uh, snorkeling mask uh, to help the patient in the intensive care uh, department. So I thought that was a really good, uh, really good idea. So I decided to send an email to uh, Betty, Beza and Dennis uh, just to show them what they've done over there. Uh, they, all, uh, they all liked the idea. Uh, we contacted um, Dr. Carl um, from V8 Supercars and we did a brainstorming with him. He suggested um, to use the mask for the healthcare staff other than for the patient. Done. We came up with uh, uh, this design, uh, which is a manifold, uh, which is a 3D printed uh, manifold with uh, two filters. Uh, this is the this is the inlet um, uh, manifold and uh, this is the uh, exhaust manifold and both of them have these uh, P2 filters. We would like to thank like Betty because uh, without her this uh, project uh, would not be possible and uh, all, the pers- all the people at Airbus as well because they, they all put a effort into uh, to make this happen. 
In fact, interestingly enough, seven or eight of the uh, ten Formula One teams are getting heavily involved, I think mostly in the production of ventilators, um, and obviously they are highly skilled uh, people who will no doubt throw their full skill behind this uh, need for the world to be coming up with some way of uh, helping people uh, cope with uh, the uh, disease uh, when they uh, are hit with it. Anyway, um, there's certainly been plenty happening around in the electronic world. Um, I don't think there's any other news that I'm aware of at this moment of time. There's discussions about James Courtney uh, getting a wild card, but obviously that's early days and a long way from getting a third Erebus car on the track. One interesting story is that Formula One website has listed Jamie Winkup in their top 20 drivers. Um, not to race in the Elite Open Wheel World Championship. Now, he's uh, in amongst Sebastian Loeb, Scott Dixon, Jeff Gordon, Valentino Rossi, Tommy Christensen. Um, so, Wing Cup made it in at 19. So, that is great um, recognition for Jamie Wing Cup. Uh, Will Buxton from F1.com has said he's Australia's... Uh, Australian supercars, Michael Schumacher, with seven championship titles, the most race wins in that championship history. So the thought of Wing Cup in Formula One gets the blood pumping. And, of course, that, uh, as most people involved in motorsport know, that the uh, top uh, 20 drivers in the world not necessarily are running in Formula One at any time. Um, we have to remember, of course, that uh, while Nicky Lauda uh, did buy his first drive in a team, um, and uh, there are a good number of others through the years. I mean, Larry Perkins stands out as one who didn't ever pay for a drive in Formula One. But for those who did, there are many who uh, earned their stripes and well and truly deserve to be there. But it's certainly good recognition for Jamie Whitcup because you and I both know that he is one of the uh, the best who's ever strapped on a helmet and uh, gone racing in this country. All right, well, that's it for Inside Supercars. Thank you for your time today, and we'll look forward to catching up with you later in the week. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more, or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.